Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SENZ. It's just after 7 o'clock. We've had a big hour. Plenty of messages coming through on the double eight double three text machine. Temper bedpost text machine. Keep those messages coming through. We're just having a few problems to get in hold of uh, Jerome Carno. No surprises there. Hopeless Sponsor as function. anything. Sponsor function. Yeah, oh, mate. He's, he, oh, before I went to bed, I said, I'm going to bed, Jerome. I'll chat to you at 9 p.m. French time, which is 7 a.m. here in New Zealand. He said, sweet bro. Yeah, sweet bro. Sweet what? You ain't there. You ain't answering your phone, are you? Ah. Can't rely on Jerome, but that's always. He's as reliable as anything on uh, the rugby field, but off it, Mm. you never know what you're going to get. Maybe you got a glimpse at your studio and went, I'm not talking to that guy. Jeez. He's blue through and through, (laughs) that man. Um, We did ask you earlier about, um, uh, is New Zealand falling out of love with rugby? That is a question that Paddy Gower asked um, on on his show the other night. Andrew Gordy also interviewed uh, Mark Robinson about it as well. Is New Zealand falling out of love with rugby? What does uh, New Zealand rugby need to do or what do super franchises need to do to entice you back? And we've had lots of traffic on this, including Pete, who messaged before, and he's come back and said, look, I purchased tickets for the Warriors-Rabbitohs game at $40 a ticket. The seats are near the players' tunnel, only six rows from the touchline. Equivalent seats at Eden Park is $75. Mm, see, that, that's right there. That's it, right there. You're getting two for the price of one in comparison to the game of rugby. Like it's, if, if, See, that's, is that the reason why the stats... See, the, on the flip side, you're thinking, OK, the thought process of rugby unions and rugby um, franchises is that we're not getting the numbers. So to make up for the lack of numbers, we need to sting the, the committed few that are coming to, to make up that, that cost or that, that difference in, in costs, you know, to make it up. So... Is that the right approach? It's no thinking. way that's the right approach. Yeah. That's backwards thinking. 100%. You need to encourage these, these these teams and these people to come along and support their team. $40 each for a similar seat at Eden Park for a game in NRL. I'm not surprised that they're stack packing out the stadiums. Well, exactly. I think the, the lowest crowd the Warriors have had this season was that game against the Roosters when it thundered down, and that was still north mm. of 20,000. How many games this season have the Blues got 20,000 and four? I'd say probably one. Yeah. Has there even been one? You know, like might might have been the Crusaders um, Blues game uh, up there at Eden Park. Like, yeah, it's it, it is crazy to think that that costing 
is the big problem here, and that is not the problem within uh, the game of NRL. It's 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 affordable, and people can go and be a part of it. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Give us a call and let's debate this even more because it is a big topic at the moment. And there's a couple more messages here that we'll get through right now. Rick Dog, morning boys. Every year in Union, they introduce more rules meant to make the game more flowing and speed it up. Well, guess what? It doesn't work. There's plenty of examples here. Here's one of the advantages rule usually as soon as a bit of flow starts to happen. Next minute, the ref blows the whistle and back we go for something that happened. Um, Dean plays back uh, for not for me, not no more, unless this, it's the Satyrs. So, like, yeah, the stoppage in play. The stoppage in play is huge. Because I remember watching that Blues in the Warriors game. As soon as it went to the scrum, I flicked it straight back to the Warriors because the ball in play, they speed it up. Like, we can't take away the scrum. Rick Dog, we know that. It's, if we take away the scrum, it's just pretty much a game of rugby league. What's similar? So the scrum is important. But, you know, as soon as that scrum goes down once, free kick. I don't know, it's a lolly scramble in there at the best of times, but free kick, keep the game going, tap it. Free kick, only a tap, no reset. Tell you what. just tap it and go. Another one I quite like is, the, uh, you know, it's always, you know, it's always the fat men that go down, right? So things things, mm. things things get a bit tough and a prop will go down with a tight calf and that'll hold everything up. Mate, you've got subs on the bench. If your prop goes down with a tight calf, Roll another prop on, play on. No, no more stoppages. Mm. Keep the game rolling. Brett from Huntley's called through on 0800 150 811. Morning, Brett. How are you? Morning, you too. Yep, good to play. Um, Brett, the quarter in Hamilton on Saturday. So mm. right behind the post, there's another field, and the women's club final was on that field. Is. So, hey? Right, yeah, bro. So the women's club final was, um, there's a field behind the post um, on the mm. left-hand side of mm. the, the main stand. Yeah. Um, yep. So I was walking past on my way to the stadium, and I was like, why isn't this our curtain raiser? Why mm. isn't, you know, uh, uh, so that those ends of the, the main stand, or even I sit on the other side, so the broadcast side, um, why isn't that section given to those two clubs? I think it was Melville and Old Boys. You know, give a section each to the club and play that as a kitten raise. And I, I guarantee you, they just chucked it in the two hard basket right off the bat. Mm. Oh. Yeah, because you can reward those people, right, that are coming along to support the women's final. You could reward them, go, right, like, you know, because one of the things that's going to come up there is cost of tickets, right? People coming along to watch the women's final don't want to pay super rugby prices. You know, to go and watch that. But so you 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 work something out with the clubs. You do a deal. It's five bucks a person or whatever. Get them and have special seating allocated just for the people that are there to watch the club final. And then you get more bums on seats, more people buying hot dogs, more people buying cokes or whatever it happens to be. That's where you make your money. And there were heaps of people there, Ricardo, at at that game, at that women's game. And Kai Kai is expensive. But mm. I, I haven't bought Kai at, at a stadium for years because I, I know the only thing I'll buy on this Saturday night will be a coffee to warm my bloody hands up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brett, Brett, just on that, like, you look at the Chiefs, probably the most passionate fans in the country. You, you go to plenty of games. Like, what are, what are they doing so right? Or, or what are some of the things that you just touched on it then? There was a missed opportunity right then and there to allow club rugby, which is struggling at the moment. Like, in that Padigar, uh conversation last night, they went to Ponsonby Club 
the oldest club in, or one of the oldest in the country. 1884 was established. Well, the junior kids, kids rugby, they've got 600 kids playing, but they're down 250 kids. So that is a missed opportunity when you think of club rugby. But on the flip side, what, what, what are the Chiefs doing so well? Because you tend to sell out their stadium. Uh, very good question and good timing of that question. So uh, last Tuesday, uh, as season ticket holders, we got an email and my, my 10-year-old girl, she comes to every game with me. Uh, my brother and his young fella, they travel down from Walkworth for every game. Uh, he's 13. And them as kids, they were offered the opportunity to uh, form the Guard of Honour when the mana ran out last, uh, last week. And mm. so uh, both kids needed a chaperone, me and the bro, yeah, that's us. <laughs> so we went around to the other side. Um, yeah, and... The Chiefs didn't actually run out on our side, but when they came in from their warm-up, they, they came along, and Bro Nato Ayakoi was just the man, and, you know, he high-fived every kid. Um, I don't know, a few of the other boys that were starting just gave us the, the eyebrow raise, but, you know, my nephew and my daughter, will, they, uh, that's all they've spoken about all week. Mm. Is the so engagement there really from a Chiefs point of view? Like that's that's engagement there, one hundred percent. Naitoa Akoi is very good at it, but is that genuine engagement from the Chiefs community? Like, are they out there in the community at the rugby clubs making a difference? I know they're, they're always out at schools, and um, a lot mm. of the times the injured players will come into um, the supporters club, which is uh, behind yep. the stand on the far side. And so, injured mm. players, guys who aren't playing, they'll just um, come in. There's um, there's a corporate uh, lounge behind that stand as well, and you'll always see players in there, which uh, what, what you were talking about before. Uh, do they, are they really keen to be in there? Um, but, yeah, we'll have um, players come into the supporters club quite often. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we love your call, Brett, from Huntley, mate. Passionate as always. Good, good luck this weekend taking on the Brumbies. Hopefully a, a packed-out stadium, mate. Appreciate your call. Hard. Cheer, bro. Have a good day. Uh, Brett, yeah. thanks you, Brett, for your call. Keep them coming through. 0800 150 Unfortunately, the quality of the game has steadily dropped over the last five years. It's a tough watch these days. No name on that text, mm. but, you know, I, I could see that. Uh, Brian from Christchurch. Guys, two words that are making people fall out of love with rugby, <laughs> Ian and Foster. Um, Brian is strangely <laughs> from Christchurch. I never would have thought that, but there you go. I think that's... That hasn't helped the cause as well. Like there's when there's unsettledness at the top. When it's unsettled at the top, sorry, it's you know it's a flow-on effect. When you when you look to our leaders or the people that are running the administration, the game, and there's a lot of conflict there or, or uncertainty, it doesn't help for sure. So we're getting certainty going forward. We know that uh, Ian Foster and Co. It's been trying times, but um, this is probably a, a bigger factor at the at the kids level. Like, I touch on it all the time, like the engagement and the costs. Like, the, the, the pricing has come through and mm. droves on the text machine, isn't it, Rick Dog? Like, the pricing is a big factor. It is tough out there. Not, so we need to find ways to help make this sustainable and people to be able to go along to the game. And it's not just the price, but it's also the amount of time it takes because they don't have enough people for the amount of crowd that they've got there serving. You know, I mean, I've, I've talked to people who have been to uh, Eden Park for Blues games and there's like one person serving at a food counter, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, no wonder you get queues. So this one's come through from John as well. Morning, fellas. 
it's way too expensive for families, but it's the food and alcohol that are a massive issue. A lot of people don't do... Uh, don't go as groups or boys' nights or whatever because you have to stand in a queue for so long to try and get put food and a beer. You wouldn't go out yeah. and get another beer at half time because then you miss half the game. It's ridiculous, and people just aren't interested in doing that. You should be able to get in and out and get back to your seat. Well, there you go. That's it there, isn't it? You go to America, when do you ever leave your seat? When do you ever leave your position to watch the game, to go and line up and, and miss 20 minutes of the game? You need people roaming up and down the stands, serving out drinks, serving out popcorn, hot dogs. Look, there's a little bit of that, but not as much as we probably should no. should be seeing. Like it's just simple. If you get good service, Rick Dog at a restaurant, you go back, even if the food's okay. But the service has trumped it. You, you'll continue to go back. Yeah, because it's good service. Exactly. I think the only ones that I've seen at any New Zealand sporting events going around and actually selling direct to people in the stands are the guys that do the donuts, the little orbits donuts. Mm. But I mean, you know, I've been to baseball in the states and things like, you know, there's guys up and down the roads constantly with bags of hot peanuts and all sorts of stuff. You know, that's always there. It comes to you. You don't have to go to it for the most part, other than other than a beer. Yeah, 100%. Another message here. The All Blacks nonsense last year hasn't helped either. The best thing about watching Super Rugby was watching the superstar All Blacks and seeing their form getting excited for the All Blacks. It's a World Cup year, and even the most passionate All Black supporters at my work have switched off. Fingers crossed Razor gets us excited about All Blacks again, which with naturally flows into hype about Super Rugby. There's some big questions that need to be asked of All Blacks management, and I wonder if they know the flow-on effects from their shenanigans. And, and I think that's a big point as, as well. Mm. I was watching the NBA, and this young kid you know, saved up all his money. He saved up for weeks, for weeks, to go and watch Jimmy Butler at the Heat. Well, Jimmy Butler didn't play that game. So he went along. But what did Jimmy Butler do? He went out and made it his mission to go and give this kid a signed uh, singlet, a signed uh, merchandise, and offered him opportunities and tickets to go to other games. So that's just an example of, of engagement, fan engagement, getting out there and absolutely making a difference. The question is now, we touched on it's always a big topic in conversation, Rick Dogg, is this player, player rest. You know, are we having an opportunity to see our best superstars playing week in, week out? Or is it a simple case that the game has changed and we don't have genuine superstars in the game? Mm. You know, you think back to the old days when you were watching, when you used to go watch the you Blues, me old. Carlos Spencer. No, no, no. But the, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm the, joking, the joking. Back, is he? <laughs> back in the day, the, you know, the Carlos Spencers, mm, the Joe yeah. Rothalkos, you know, the Dougie Howlett's, well, the um, Xavier Rushes. Like, is, is there it, enough pull from a player's point of view? Perfect example is Kez in the kitchen, mm. right? He went to one Super Rugby game this season. Uh, he went and watched the Blues play Moana. And how many All Blacks were in the Blues team? Just the Dalton, just the Dalton Papali. It was quite embarrassing, boys, because I took um, my partner's parents over, and they've, they're from Aussie. They'd never been to a rugby game, full stop. But um, my partner's dad is, is real big into it, watching it on the telly. So he's like, let's go to a Blues game. you know. And, and he enjoyed it because he'd never been to a game before. But for me, as an Aucklander, going to Eden Park, and you think back to the golden memories at Eden Park over the years, and it just felt empty, Dagger. And, and, and watching the mm. game, there was times where... I'd just completely zone out 
out, mate. And I wouldn't even go on my phone. I'd just start looking around the stadium because there'd be a scrum for two minutes and then we'd break and there's no crowd noise going and you play the same old song. Sweet Caroline was played eight times and I recorded everyone, sent them to Mark Stafford. But <laughs> I just, I, I just that that's for me, Dagger. I'm, I'm an All Blacks fan first before a Super Rugby fan because mm. I love the NPC. I'm just not a massive fan of, of the franchises because I think I'm in the generation now being 21 years old where I was lucky. I had the Israel Dags, you know. I had these this era where, where I grew up and, and you, you tune into the Crusaders and you know the team sheet already, you know, a week out mm. because mm. it's the same players every week and it is our superstars and that's what attracted me to the game. The likes of these these Conrad Smiths, these Israel Tags, you know, these Corey Janes, these, the, the calibre of players that you see every single week without fail – I'm just not seeing them anymore. And full credit to Dalton for being out there and leading the boys, you know. But I want to see Bowden, you know. I, I want to see Rico. I want to see Caleb Clark, you know. And, and I'm a big believer in bringing these guys through the game. But if they're up to standard and, and if Pedalfitz is better than Bowden Barrett, play Pedalfitz, you know. But it's it's for yeah. me, it's these stars that we know are the best players in the team. They're not playing for the team, and that's where my issue is. Yeah, and that maybe comes back to, you know, this, this text has come through from um, from Chris. New Zealand rugby has put me off rugby. Uh, we are just their peasants. And I, I think, you know, that might be simplifying it too much, Izzy, but there is a little bit of this is a professional game now, and New Zealand rugby don't own all the franchises like they used to, right? There's private ownership. So if those private owners are paying the players then they should be able to play them whenever and however they want. There should be none of this player rest, player rotation. You know, we've seen situations where we've had players who have been injured for three weeks and have missed three weeks of football. They come back and play two weeks and then they have to have an all-black rest. So they've just had three weeks because they've been injured. What do they need an all-black rest for? It's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that doesn't help. That doesn't help the cause whatsoever. And I can understand your frustration, Chris. Um, you know, look, if I'm honest, I, I, I think from a New Zealand rugby point of view, I think we got comfortable and we rested on our laurels, which is something that I, I hate to say. But I think um, we've got comfortable and now we're playing a hell of a lot of catch-up. We're trying to catch up, and is it too late? We have lost the fan, and how do we get them back? Yeah, that's the hardest thing is getting them back. Bruce from Christchurch, uh, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for calling through on 0800 150 811. What have you got to say for yourself? Yeah, always listening, guys. Good chat. Uh, I've had a real think about this. I, I think we've had it too good for quite a while yeah. now. Well, there's actually, yeah. I actually think there's too much top rugby. It's simply a matter of too much over a period and we're, we're just probably just saturated. You know, we, mm. we've had more and more tests for the last 10 or 15 years. Uh, we see a lot of it on TV, quality production, sure. Oh, if you go back 30 years, 40 years, I remember going down in Blenheim and seeing Brian Ford and other, other players close to All Blacks River playing club rugby and so on. And it, and it was a point, you know? Mm-hmm. Hollow Brown might have been playing in, in, in Auckland or whatever, and those guys were playing Clark Rugby. And I, I, I just think we... There's only so much you can you can do, you can you can see. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right, it, it hasn't changed a lot in the last four or five years. And humans being humans, you just get a bit bored of stuff. And you yeah. can talk about... Yeah. It, it is hard. It's bloody hard at the moment. And that, that contributes, absolutely. Yeah, all right. I don't know if you can just 
just assume that we can make it better. Yeah, thanks for your call, Bruce. Thanks, thanks for that, mate, and, and, and thanks, thanks for them, listening. Rick Dog. Yeah, well, them. I was going to flip back and go, do you know how many games of top-flight English football there are every year? Oh, there's, there's heaps. Yeah, there's heaps. exactly. But people don't get bored of that because it's the product. Mm. It's the product. I don't think it's too much top-flight rugby. I think it's that the rugby is not entertaining enough. And you're not mm. seeing the biggest names all the time. Uh, 7.23 here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Keep those calls coming in. 0800 811 or double eight double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. 728-0800-150-811 or double eight double three is how you get hold of us. Irish John's texted through. This is an interesting point, Dagger. Can you get your take on it? Hey, boys, is this the first World Cup that NZRU and the All Black coach don't have the support of the country? Yes, that's an interesting take. Yeah, you'd think it's with what's going on, uncertainty, it's, it's hard to really buy in and, and know what the, the support is. But, yeah, you, you make a fair point. You know, like, is this this is the first year for sure that we've gone into a World Cup with so much uncertainty and, and knowing where we stand on the world stage. And, you know, the belief is the belief there that we can go to France and, and win this World Cup. Look, I'm still supporting the boys, but, mate, it's it's been crazy, crazy times for sure. Yeah, well, this is the first World Cup that I remember where, and I don't think it's that people don't want us to win. I just think it's people are a bit blah about it. You know, and, and, mm, and uh, they're a bit blase, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this one through uh, from a, a, a long time listener, first time texter, uh, Tony Kemp, I believe is how you say it. <laughs> uh, bring the Southern Bears into Christchurch with the Satyrs. Time is perfect for a second NRL team with rugby support dying. Come on, the Blues. <laughs> Tony Kemp, go to sleep, mate. <laughs> Paul from Northland. Paul from Northland, help me. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you what, though, uh, I think that's on the cards. This uh, mm. new stadium in Christchurch coming, and I think, uh, you know, the NRL are seriously looking at a, another team to rival the Warriors. Oh, I think it'll be amazing, mate. Um, mate, what a, hey, uh, what, what, we, had, we had someone on the show before, potentially a Blues game moving north. Is that something that you would have loved, being from Northland area? A Blues game moving north? Well, playing you know, like, like the a playoff game in Whangarei, you know, like would have been a sold-out stadium in Whangarei, you know, like what's your take on, on what we've been talking about, mate? Oh, I, I, I think you touched on a, a point there, Izzy, when you said, um, you know, resting on the laurels uh, and someone else mentioned the fans being treated like peasants. You know, the, the rugby union, uh, well, I like to call them the Kremlin, they're the old boys club. The way they've treated uh, and had a privileged sort of run in this country for years... You know, they've been a protected species. They're, they're on the front pages for years. Dan Carver does, does a fart and he's, you know, he's on the, he leads the news. <laughs> I, I think people are slowly waking up now. You know what I mean? Mm. They're slowly waking up to, to uh, you know, you, you've got a, a coach going to a World Cup this year who's got a toxic relationship with, with, uh, with, uh, with the Kremlin and, and, and the guy running it. Um, it's just, it's just unbelievable. You know, you've got the, the, the Silver Lake deal that's, that money's mm. probably already gone. You know, if you look at the commentators, even on on, on some of the shows, they're, they're basically fanboys. There's no, they never argue like you'll see on say uh, Fox League. There's no, they're all basically fanboys, Jonesy this and, and and Foxy this, and you know what I mean. It's it, they're almost mm. a vanilla. It's, it's like vanilla, and people want a bit of something different, mate. 
It's my mm. take anyway. Beautiful. No, yeah. I'm hearing you, mate. I'm hearing you for sure, Paul from Northland. Thank you so much for your call. And uh, I will touch on it after the headlines and news, Rick Dog. but the question for you, Rick Dog, where does this all stem from? Mm. You know, these problems, they, they probably go back a wee while. So who is to take blame for what's unfolding now? We, I feel like we can't really. Mark Robinson has a lot to, to talk about and a lot to, to speak for, but where does this all stem back from? There's, this has probably been simmering away. You talk about Paul saying, like, this is a, a problem that's probably unfolded from what's gone on in the past. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I think it goes back. It's, you know, as much as Mark Robinson's a bit of a punching bag at the moment, I, it didn't start with him. Mm. Uh, he's inherited mm. a lot of this and uh, maybe hasn't done the best job uh, dealing with it, but uh, he's had to inherit it and deal with it. We'll get into more of that. Keep your texts coming through. Plenty of them, and we will get to them all, including one from the flip side. Uh, which we'll get to shortly. But time it is now uh, to catch up with Araha for the latest in news. Thanks to Kubota, we are building and shaping New Zealand.